Welcome to Steep Magazine Adventures. From high-performance yachts to five-star eco-lodges on private islands, this podcast covers the destinations, gear, and lodging of prestige adventure travel. I'm your host, Greg Robbins, taking you on another world-class adventure. Today, we meet Dominique Kalimanopoulos, founder and president of Elevate Destinations. Dominique is a lifetime world traveler committed to combining singular journeys with social good. She grew up witnessing the disparity between tourists and the local conditions they visit. From those experiences, she created Elevate Destinations to provide unique and enchanted travel for her clients, while caring for local people, wildlife, and natural resources. We had the pleasure of meeting Dominique to talk about voyages for the awakened traveler. Dominique, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to having you on our show. Yeah, my pleasure, Greg. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about your beginnings. Um, what compelled you to start Elevate Destinations? It was always clear to me when we were traveling to, you know, less materially advantaged places that, you know, I was just mesmerized by the differences. It wasn't such a, wasn't really a question of, you know, inequality on both sides. It was more just differences and being fascinated by what what each side had to offer. So we would, for instance, go into local communities and I would be so aware of the warmth and um, the welcoming spirit and um, the systems that were operating very differently from what I saw at home growing up in New York City. And um, I think that, that that was really sort of the beginning of this, this interest in cultural difference, um, economic inequalities that translated into a uh, strong interest when I was in college and an anthropology major at Wesleyan University. My anthropology department gave off, uh, gave out tiny grants for fieldwork and I went off to the Seychelles Islands to look at the impact of tourism on the local population at a time when they had just opened the airport, they were just inviting a lot of corporate hospitality interests onto the islands and I wanted to see how that affected the performance and authenticity of the local population that was not used to performing in hospitality roles dictated by a corporate Western economy. I went on to do various other things, worked in human rights, worked in psychology, and then I finally found myself doing quite a lot of international consulting with nonprofit organizations and realized that they really didn't have an effective mechanism for showing their donors and their board members the work that was being done all over the world on the ground. And so Elevate Destinations was really founded with the idea of putting together donor travel to begin with, um, group travel that allowed donors and board members to see the fruits of their investment all over the world, whether they were investing in poverty alleviation, women's right, youth rights, youth education, um, water issues, um, a host of things. And so one side of our business, about half of our business, is a very healthy, um, pioneered um, business around donor travel and organizing trips for nonprofits um, and taking these VIP travelers everywhere to make a difference on the ground through nonprofit investment. And the other side of our business is working with private clients, families, couples, individuals who want to travel, but travel more sustainably and want to get under the skin of the culture when they visit, um, visit community and conservation initiatives and um, really just have a more 
substantive experience. Um, everyone's done the beach vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, we're really, we're really engaging our travelers a little bit more, I think. That's very, very interesting. Now, do you find that this sort of sensibility comes from your youth when you, like you say, you, you notice this disparity? Well, I think those are the roots, um, you know, and then of course my, my interest just, you know, sort of evolved and grew. Um, I traveled a lot, you know, sort of continued to travel a lot as an adult. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think, I think those were the roots. Um, I think one of the things I've noticed is that when I first started Elevate Destinations back in 2005, I would go to industry trade shows and try to explain what I was doing. And people would look at me with this blank stare and like, what are you trying to do? What do you mean engage communities? And now really um, every good travel company has to have some you know, proper CSR and it really has to walk their talk a little bit about how they engage the community, jobs they provide, education they provide for the community, and how they take care of conservation. I think that in the years that I've been in business, we've all realized, you know, that um, tourism's assets are natural resources and communities, and those have to be protected. So I think that's a big shift I've seen in the industry. So it's interesting. So tell us about your values, because clearly those values were on stage when you were at these shows uh, back in the day. How do they connect with the way you run your company now? Well, everyone on our team has a background in sustainability, um, international development, or some related field. So I'm not drawing a staff from a typical kind of tourism, hospitality um, resume. Um, so everyone brings those, those strong interests around social impact and environmental impact to the table. Uh, so I think that that's one thing that sets my company apart is just exactly who's working here and the work culture that we have. Um, you know, there's nothing more inspiring to the team than seeing, than hearing about, you know, donors who donated millions more dollars because they had been on one of our trips and seen, seen the impact of the organization they're investing in on the ground. Um, we've also um, begun a sort of singular philanthropic corporate giving platform, which is called Buy a Trip, Give a Trip. So for every trip that's booked through us, we sponsor an excursion for local youth to get to see the sites usually reserved for tourists. Um, so we've done this all over the world for the last, since 2013 we really started this. So. We've sponsored, you know, we've gotten youth out of townships in Cape Town to get to see Table Mountain and Robben Island, um, you know, orphans in Cambodia going to see Angkor Wat, um, kids in Belize getting to see underwater and go snorkeling for the first time. So I think that kind of inspirational giving back is a big part of our work culture and, you know, just feeds our values um, as well. Yeah, and what a wonderful way to really give back to the places from which we typically take Yeah, we've off. actually started, because there's been so much interest from other companies in the industry following suit, we've actually started something called the One for One Travel Alliance and are now working to onboard other companies who want to do the same kind of programs for youth, which is just great. So in what ways will a traveler using your services or traveling with you, how will they share their values uh, when they're on their voyage? And, and in what ways do you connect on that level? Well, I think that travelers are attracted to our brand because they resonate with our values. Those are right on our website. So, you know, I've 
everyone who comes in the door practically says, you know, I just love what you're doing. I love the, your sensibility. I love the fact that you give back. So, you know, they're coming in the door wanting to bring their altruism on their trip. <laughs> um, where they need our help is in translating exactly the best way to do that. So to do that, you know, we learn more about their interests. Um, all of our travel is bespoke uh, custom designs. So we put together, you know, we put them together with a kind of perfect project on the ground or a perfect community or a population where they can engage. And we very much don't have a kind of savior complex. This is not about people coming in to, you know, save somebody. It's really about a pretty equal exchange. Um, one example of that is, you know, we have tremendous demand from families that want to expose their, expose their kids to other cultures, um, want to get their kids outside their very micromanaged schedules and bubble. Um, and one of the things I really observe and rejoice in is, you know, getting a family with several teenagers and maybe young ones over into an African community and having them learn just as much from African youth on the ground as youth on the ground are learning from them. Um, I think that American kids can bring a lot of confidence and knowledge um, to, you know, to their African counterparts and African kids bring a lot of resourcefulness, joy and, um, and spirit to, to their learning. So it really is just kind of, while people may come in the door feeling they're going to volunteer and help a community that's in trouble, yes, they do bring resource, material resources in because we always make a material financial donation wherever they go, but the human experience is very equal and much more one of an exchange than one party helping the other. Yeah, that's really interesting because, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you is that, you know, mixing luxury and uh, adventure travel can be a challenge. On one hand, you want the comfort of the guests and their expectations of, of lifestyle, but then you've got the perception of the locals. Yeah, I don't there... think it's I don't think it's a challenge at all, really. Um, the, in, the material inequality exists. I mean, we would be hypocritical and and silly to deny that it exists anyway. Um, and a lot of the properties that are more high end in Africa, certainly, and in many other places, tend to be the properties that are most concerned with conservation and community. They tend to have the best sustainability and ethical practices in place. So actually the two go very nicely hand in hand and I want a family or a group to be taken care of when they travel. When they're comfortable, they can be more open to sometimes the difficult experience that they're witnessing in groups for our donor travel groups, for instance. They're sometimes seeing some very hard situations, um, whether they're traveling in India, Africa, South America, or wherever we go. At the end of the day, I want them to be back in their comfort zone to some extent and be taken care of, um, you know, sort of personally so they can continue to learn and, and don't feel compromised um, in terms of comfort. So they're all busy with that and not open to the experience they're having. So I actually don't see, you know, I don't see a contradiction there, there. maybe a bit of a paradox, but not a real conflict. Yeah, and, and the beauty, though, can be to experience that paradox and perhaps walk away from that experience as a traveler with a whole new perspective, right? Yeah, and one of the things we're really working on is sort of working on those long-term linkages. You know, many of our travelers stay in touch with the groups, continue to give to the groups for many years afterwards. 
um, even on the sort of FIT private travel side of our business. And, um, and many of them report changes they make at home after they return home, whether it's um, conserving certain resources, um, sharing what they've learned with their communities. So I like to feel that there's a nice ripple effect even after the trip is over. And certainly in terms of the personal transformation of the individual family members or individuals on our group trips, um, you know, that can be pretty profound. That's, that's fascinating. Can you give us an anonymous uh, example of, of one of those transformations that really stick out to you? It's hard to think of a, a particular example because I, I feel like we get that feedback from just about everyone that goes on our trips. I mean, I can think of, you know, for, for a time we were running these um, volunteer trips to Haiti and we had, <laughs> this is kind of an extreme example, um, but we were running these trips on an island called Ilavache, which had been pretty hard hit by the earthquake and still has a lot of troubles. They've been hit by more recent natural disasters. Um, and we had a very well-to-do son of, um, you know, well-to-do um, name recognition operative um, person from the States. And they were, the parents were real hoverers. They were really eager for their son to have this experience. The son was a little so-so about it. Um, they, you know, he went on the trip, they got him to go. And for the first three or four days, every, I was getting emails from the parents, you know, about their son feeling this or this or that discomfort or this or that and the other. And um, finally, when he returned, um, they were just, you know, his life was changed. He went back to Haiti with taking friends and relatives the next time. Um, so he really went from being someone who was not well-versed in those kinds of conditions and really uncomfortable in the beginning to someone who became a real advocate for community work and you know that doesn't happen in one trip but you begin to change people do change and where they take it you know they take it far afield so tell us about your idea and your ethos behind proactive conservation can you tell us how it works and in what ways your clients support your mission so we are always selecting for lodges and camps on the ground that are supportive of conservation activities. Um, just to give you an example, in Lakipia, which is in northern Kenya, much of the conservation work was um, begun by private ranch owners converting their ranches to private conservancies that are now open to the public, have brought back uh, various species such as black rhino, grevis zebra, um, species that were endangered prior to these conservancies existing. Um, it's part of our job to have conservation intel. So travelers going with us know that if they're traveling with us, we're going to choose lodges and camps that are supportive of con regional conservation efforts um, throughout Africa is, you know, what, what comes to mind um, most prominently. That's the area I work in personally um, these days most of the time, but also throughout the rest of the world. So we're very aware of what's happening in each region on a conservation level. Um, and in that way, we're very different from a typical, um, you know, perhaps a travel agency that might just be more focused on booking you in hotels and getting the best price and that sort of thing. We really bring kind of the triple bottom line value to what we design. Hmm. I love it. And I suppose part of this is mixing in with the local people. 
Um, it's something you talk about on your website. Can you unpack that a little bit for us? You know, what form does it take and how do locals come to appreciate your clients and vice versa? Yeah, so we, we do offer, um, usually families want to engage. I mean, I'm talking about sort of the FIT private side of our business, not the group travel side. The group travel side, obviously, they are going to visit many grantees while they're on a trip. They may do a week in India and visit perhaps 13 different grantees. Um, so they are constantly engaging with different community groups who have already received ben the benefit of their donations. Um, on the private you know, travel FIT side of the business, we have folks asking for anything from a couple of days up to a week of community engagement. Sometimes they'll be living in community in a very simple guest house. One of, one of our most popular products is our service and safari itinerary. So people will go and volunteer for a number of days. Um, just to give you an example, in Tanzania, we partner with a wonderful organization called Make a Difference Now, and they sponsor education for orphaned youth. So when our clients go and live in the Make a Difference Now guest house for a week, which is very modest, they're providing mentorship, um, special skills, and just working alongside youth to bolster their lives. And then after that, they'll go on a great safari for a few days. Um, so we're finding that people really like that balance. And, you know, we've sent so many travelers, for instance, to make a difference just to choose one of our partners. Um, we have many others around the world um, that this really becomes a, a pipeline for them of support and a resource. Uh, they, as a result, they have donors from all over the world um, who are supporting their mission. So, you know, it works very well on a number of levels. Um, so in addition, you know, there are systemic um, supports that we foster, and there are also personal relationships, of course, that are formed, you know, from one individual to another. Um, you know, someone might choose to sponsor someone to go to art school locally, or, you know, there are all kinds of special, you know, synchronistic sort of individual connections that people make as well, in addition to the more institutional ones. Yeah, I would imagine that there are friendships and, and individual bonds that are created by uh, between people. Yeah, very much so. Um, I still see clients kind of sending, you know, packed backpacks over to some of the Make a Difference kids, for instance, as they start a new school year, even though they may not have, you know, been there for several years. So. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really touching. So there's so much potential and hope for our planet and environment right now. And, you know, we're really at a turning point. Um, tell us about how you see bespoke custom travel such as yours going into the, into the next few decades and what sort of change and change for the better it can make. Well, I think that, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Obviously, we're all very concerned about the changes that climate change is um, bringing about. And, you know, we, we watch and experience the natural catastrophes that are taking place everywhere, whether from drought to tsunamis to um, cyclones and, and everything else that are affecting natural resources and affecting destinations. So that's a great concern. On the other hand, uh, the population that does travel is has become much more conscious of the urgency of needs on the ground and are very interested in helping 
Um, one of our most popular destinations <laughs> is as we get we get summoned to serve is anywhere. Um, we get so many people just you know submitting a contact form to us saying they want to help anywhere where it's needed. Um, so there's a there's a huge consciousness out there right now um, for you know the need and the urgency and the state of our planet, both its populations and its people and its uh, natural assets. And so, you know, we're kind of sitting in that space of wanting to try to do what we can, um, working with a, a sort of awakened population of travelers and, um, you know, hoping that, that whatever we do in tourism um, can, can help make a difference and not make things worse. Um, there's a big, there's a discussion these days about many places being over-touristed, um, having too many visitors. Um, and I know that's, that's a big issue in the field right now. But what I hope is that we will see, and certainly in my business where we sit, we are seeing more and more interest in not just traveling, but in people trying to make a difference and trying to help when they travel um, and getting excited about that. And sharing it with their friends and family so so to me that feels very helpful for the travel industry well it just sounds so encouraging and uh, hopeful and um, I, I, I hope that you're absolutely right and it's great to hear that this term awakened travelers you've introduced me to it's it's a wonderful one <laughs> thanks <laughs> I want to thank you so much for joining us today Dominique um, and we really look forward to connecting with you again down the road Thanks so much, Greg. It's a pleasure to speak about our work. Hi there, it's your host, Greg Robbins. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please rate, review, or subscribe to Steep Magazine Adventures wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us make this show bigger and bolder. Plus, you'll never miss one of our great episodes. And for more stories on world-class adventure travel, head over to Steep Magazine for everything from guided heli-skiing to personalized scuba dives. 